Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about the importance of meal planning in our very busy lives. And with me is Alex Mackey, who is a meal planning expert, a nutrition coach, and a professional chef. And thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, Maria, thank you so much for being here. You know, meal planning, really important, is something that you need to come into your own system with. And there are so many benefits of meal planning. I'm a mom of three boys. So meal planning for me to save time, money, and stress are really, really important. All of those factors play into meal planning. And a lot of times I find people hear the word meal planning and they think it means meal prepping. You know, they have to spend so much time in the kitchen and, you know, it just sounds really, really overwhelming. So when you say, I love the question, what is meal planning? And really it's just having a plan. And starting slow, it can be a plan for one dinner, for seven dinners. You can plan for your breakfast, for your lunch. But really, it's just a plan for what you or the people in your family or the household that you feed. Um, It's a plan of what you're going to eat. So it must be different for everyone. I mean, everybody has a different size family. So where would someone start? They wanted to start doing a better job at meal planning. Where would they start? I would probably say starting slow. Um, I am a health and nutrition coach. And so I do a lot more of, you know, focusing on the healthy eating aspect of it. And I think if you were going to start and you've never meal planned before, start by thinking about your family favorite meals. Think about who you're feeding. Look at your schedule. And I think that's one of that's a real big tip, Maria, is figure out how much time you do have to cook because you're not going to make an extravagant meal when you are driving a bunch of kids to and from activities. So look at your schedule. It's sort of a holistic approach to meal planning. Look at your schedule and then just think, incorporate your family or whoever you live with, whoever you're cooking with your meals. Ask them what they like to eat. Have, you know, your family favorite meals first. And maybe, like I said, start by planning one or two meals a week and then you can plan all of them. But start slow and keep it simple for sure. Meal planning doesn't have to be complicated meals. It also doesn't have to be a brand new meal every night. Why is it important then? How does meal planning help us lead a healthier life or plan healthier meals? So one of the biggest benefits is it it keeps you on track. I think if you have a plan, you are holding yourself accountable. And especially if you've bought your groceries already. So planning healthy meals 
is going to keep you on track because you already have a plan. So you're less likely to stop by a fast food restaurant or just grab something out of the fridge that maybe you wouldn't have before. That's the number one benefit. I think, you know, obviously it's going to save you time and stress because we spent, we have to make so many decisions in a day. If you have a plan already set, then you're going to save time deciding every single night what's for dinner. And you're going to save money too, because food is so expensive right now. But if you can look for deals in your local grocery stores or go to your local farmer's markets, and when you see, say, a pork tenderloin is on sale, what you can do is plan in advance in terms of, you know, you can marinate something like that in advance, stick it in your freezer, and then incorporate that into your meal plan. Are there some staples that everyone should have that would make their life easier that they don't need to pick up at the store every every time they go grocery shopping? Are there some things that we should have in our pantry or in our fridge that, you know, really will help us be more efficient? Definitely. I think when you are meal planning, another tip that I find really, really useful is shop your fridge, shop your freezer, shop your pantry, see what you already have that you can incorporate into your meals for that week. For instance, like I was talking about the pork tenderloin, if you've marinated a pork tenderloin, you see it in your freezer, then you can use that for the week. And in your house, if you want to make a list of staples that you can put somewhere that you can see things that you know that you and your household use regularly, some things in particular that I know that I always have, um, I think about it in terms of protein, fruits and veggies, and then starches. Um, In terms of starches, always have like a pasta in the house, always have frozen rice, microwavable rice, some quinoa in terms of the starches. You can also look at your grocery stores and buy things that are pre-cut, like a sweet potato, a butternut squash, things like that. They also have bags of sweet potatoes that you can microwave. Take a look around your grocery store. Fruits and veggies are harder because you do want to buy them fresh, but frozen vegetables and canned vegetables are great too. It is the same thing if you like that taste. Don't be afraid to do that. And that way you can also buy in bulk. In terms of protein, a lot of times in my household, I will have frozen meatballs to put together a last minute meal, chicken sausages, those type of things last a long time. Um, Things like some um, breaded chicken tenderloins, things like that, that you can have that you can put together a really quick meal. Well, I have found I was trying to break out of this routine of cooking the same things over and over again. (laughs) And it's been a it's. It's fun because you learn to make different foods and it's challenging at the same time. Do you find that people kind of start getting bored of what they make because they seem to fall back on those, you know, the things that are easy for them? Yes, definitely. I think we can get in sort of like a dinner rut. Would you say that, Maria? Definitely. Definitely. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And that's not fun. I mean, it's great that you can have meals that you love and your family loves, but I have a system called, not a very fancy name, Maria, but it's called a 2221. And if you add those numbers up, that is the days of the week. So when you start to meal plan and you ask in the beginning, well, where do I start? And this is a lot of times what I will tell people where to start. We don't have to remake a new meal every night to eat healthy. It doesn't have to be complicated. So what the 221 is, is make a list of eight of your family favorite meals, things that you know that you'll eat. It can be spaghetti and meatballs. It can be your grandma's favorite, you know, lasagna, whatever it is. So if you write down eight meals, therefore you have two of those meals per week. So those are two of your days that you know everyone in your family is going to eat. You know how to make those meals. Two of the other days I like to call a repurpose day. So that's when maybe you can take a protein and make it twice. Serve it as leftovers, which you can serve it with different sides, or you can change the whole meal up. A lot of times what I'll do in my house in terms of a staple is I will shred chicken in the crock pot. And that you can also freeze. That's a great staple to have. Or if you like pork in your family, you can do a pulled pork. You can also do that with ground beef, sort of any sort of meat and repurpose it. So if you had some shredded chicken, you could make rice bowls one night. And then the next night you could add that same shredded chicken to quesadillas. And that's repurposing leftovers. Other two nights are usually when you're going to have takeout or where you're going to go out to dinner. And definitely incorporate that into your meal plan because you want to do that when you have really busy nights. Maybe you're running around from activity to activity or you're coming from the beach home or whatever you're doing this summer. So those are going to be two other meals. And that way, if you put it into your menu, you do that guilt free. A lot of times I'll hear, well, you know, I I feel bad doing takeout. Don't. We don't have to cook every single night. And there's also a lot of healthy takeout options. And then the last night, what I usually recommend, Maria, is to try a new recipe. You know, if you're someone that just likes to cook a little bit, look on Pinterest, follow, you know, I have a ton of easy recipes on Instagram, Um, you know, follow, you know, whoever you like to look for recipes and maybe try something new because maybe you'll find something that you like and maybe you won't, but it could be fun to try something new. What is the biggest challenge you find when helping people, when you're giving people advice? What's the biggest problem they run into or challenge they run into when they want to get started really healthy meal planning? I think time. I think it's just the overwhelm of thinking, oh, wow, this I haven't meal planned and now I have to meal plan seven nights. And some of the shortcuts, like I talked about, you know, finding things that are pre-cut, using microwavable rice, even already grilled chicken at the grocery store, that's okay. So just thinking about it in terms of you're having a starch, you're having a protein, and then a fruit and veggie. And one of the things that I'll do is I will just cut up and clean a container of veggies and a container of fruit. And when I don't feel like making a broccoli or something like that, I'll just put that on the table as my fruit or vegetable for the night. And that is totally fine. And just really keeping it simple and thinking about it in those terms. You don't have to buy a lot of fancy ingredients at all and eat foods that you like. You know, by writing down what you and your family like to eat, eating healthy doesn't have to mean, you know, you're eating quinoa and, you know, chia seeds every night or whatever. Keep it really simple and eat things that your family likes, especially in the summertime, Maria, when we're grilling and we're outside. I like to say when the grill is hot, grill a lot. 
You know, don't just think about that night when you're making the burgers, make some chicken, make the pork, add some fish, you know, add a lot to that grill because you can use that. That'll be good for five nights to use as a protein to throw in a lot of different meals. So what you're talking about really changes the experience of planning your meals rather than something you have to do and it's the last minute and you're busy and you don't want to go home and cook after work. Um, You're really talking about something that changes the whole experience of preparing food and eating food, really, when you're talking about, you know, outside cooking. Definitely. And I, you know, it is a system. It it takes time because what works for me may not work for you. So just try something, just start somewhere with that one meal a week and see how that goes. Because what I love to do is I've really loved to make my family meals and learn to love food so much more since I started meal planning. And if you are thinking, well, that seems really overwhelming. I don't know how to do that. Um, One of the things I like to say that is a practical tip is Allow 20 to 30 minutes of your week. Put in your schedule like the same time every single week. And that's great. But the second step of that to get you to actually do that and make it a habit is maybe pair it with something that you like to do. Whether it's you listen to a podcast, you could listen to your podcast, you can listen to music, you could make a fun mocktail or cocktail, or you know, pair it with something that you like to do, or maybe you wanna treat yourself to something afterwards. You know, okay, I'm gonna meal plan and then I'm gonna go get my nails done, or I'm gonna take a walk with my dog, or I'm gonna sit down and watch my favorite show. So by, lo- by starting to look forward to it, it's part of that habit forming so that you will keep on doing. Because I know a lot of people will do it for a couple weeks and then say, well, you know, it's too hard. But by doing it consistently, you start to form that habit and you start to look forward to it. So I think that's the part how healthy habits, you know, start. So hopefully we've inspired people to start their meal planning, (laughs) at least one meal a week. Um, Where's the best place for them to go to find out more about you or to get some information on how to get started? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Everyday with Alex, and I give a lot of healthy eating tips. I give a lot of recipes, and if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I love to talk about meal planning, meal prepping, food, nutrition, so definitely reach out to me. I do a lot of this, and I'm also a health and wellness coach, so I help people live a healthy lifestyle. So I love doing it, and it was so nice to talk to you. It's nice talking to you. Any final thoughts? No, just get in that kitchen. It doesn't have to take a lot of effort. Keep it simple and enjoy the food that you're eating. You can live this amazing lifestyle and feel really, really good about what you're putting in your body and the fuel you're giving your family. It doesn't have to be complicated. So just keep it simple. Take a step back and keep it simple and just enjoy what you're doing. Alex, thanks so much for being with me today. It's been great. Thank you. My guest today has been Alex Mackey, who is a meal planning expert and a nutrition coach. And thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram and make sure to follow us wherever you like to listen to your podcast for more tips on the small things that you can do to make a big difference in your life. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.